Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, as always, the running around like a chicken with my head cut off, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. And this is the show where I normally talk about all sorts of weird shit going on, and I make fun of some shit in the news, and I tell you about a podcast that you should be listening to, except... At the end of the month, where I have a guest come on and talk a lot of shit with me, and whatever, just have a a funny, weird, whatever the hell happens chat. And this month, I have Kate from Ignorance Was Bliss, who it's taken forever to get her on here. It's just lots of, of stuff. Now, just to pull back the curtain, this was recorded in conjunction. This is one massive recording that was taken both for this episode and for National Podcast Post Month. And if you hear those episodes, you'll notice the similarities. Just saying. But just wanted to get that out of there. I don't know why I felt like disclosing that. Maybe you wouldn't have noticed. But just, <laughs> but it's, it was just so much. I couldn't not let it out to you. But also, because this was recorded for November's podcast post-month, the intro for that does actually pop up a a few minutes in, just because this includes our off-book conversation all the way through to the stuff that happened afterwards. It was just too good. And so, enough rambling from me. Here is Kate. So tell me what we're doing today. Do you know the number of podcasts you regularly listen to offhand? <laughs> um, yeah, about. I can figure it out in a few seconds. Um, but I mean, yeah. it, that's a well. That's a that's not a question with a numeric answer. So I mean, go for it, and I can explain the answer. I can explain that as it goes. Okay, I'm I'm curious to how that's not actually a numeric answer because it's actually kind of what the definition of a numeric is like. How many? Yeah, well, you know what? I don't <laughs> behave very well. <laughs> you know, numbers are so fluid. I mean, it's all just a concept of just your perception of value. I don't know why I'm going with this one. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why you go quite so flamboyant. I don't know either. <laughs> My, my husband has a shirt that says two plus two equals five for very large values of two. <laughs> so, you know. Technically speaking. Uh, right? He's a math uh, professor. Exactly. Like, in the, your variable could mean different things. And well, maybe you're using the, the symbol of two to represent a variable. And now your two isn't actually a two. I'm saying. Two isn't two as you perceive two. Two is a different two. Well, ah. there's two ones versus two dozens, and those are totally different things. Yes. So you're asking a series. Of, this is so. This is for nanopodmo, not. Okay. So yeah, it, it's basically just it's like a giant podcast recommendation listening survey sort of thing. Okay. When I was talking to Moxie, I basically explained it as I. 
asked for people to send me their recommendations. Like, hey, record yourself giving a recommendation because, hey, I'm sure people want to hear from more than me. And nobody did it. Granted, my audience is tiny, so nobody did it. This time, I'm inviting everybody on, and this entire thing basically turns into a giant podcast recommendation info dump. I was going to say circle jerk, but same. There's been very, well, granted, I've only had a handful of, of, of interviews, but because everybody's in their own little thing, nobody has recommended the same things yet. And I was thinking, I'm going to get to some, some overlap, but so far, there's been like recommendations of possibly other guests. Moxie suggested the story behind. Makes sense. Everything she had was in the history and, and trivia categories. Like, yeah, it's kind of her wheelhouse. Chris was talking gaming stuff and, and uh, X-Men stuff. Like, yeah, that's Chris. Of course, Chris is going to suggest that. <laughs> you know? So right. like everybody's kind of so far staying in their own wheelhouse, but I like, it's still one of those, like, I, I, I recommendations from someone other than me. And a lot of them are stuff that I'm not listening to stuff. I wouldn't, it was like, why would I listen to a, a show about Orthodox Judaism? Well, because you'll learn stuff about orthodox yeah. shoes. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to be drawn to that thing. Right. So I'm not going to be featuring that show, but somebody else might. So right. this is where you're going to find out all that shit. So that's what I'm doing. Cool. Lots and lots of, of recommendations of them every, every day. Not that we're not already recording. But All right. Big deep breath. Wow. <laughs> So much of that crap got cut out with me and Derek, just us screwing around. I'm unsurprised. <laughs> well, if you had the Patreon version, you got a lot of that crap. I do. But, I just, I, yeah. I have. <laughs> this the, the like two hour version of it. I have so little. Well, plus, you know, bear in mind with Derek is that I record with him. Yeah. You know, once a week, every other week, something like that. Plus, we have the occasional just, like Friday night drinking experience. Yeah. So... I, you know, I, I already hear a whole lot from Derek. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you're up to here with fucking Derek right now. So. Well, <laughs> not yet, but I don't want to get there. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, let's add another two hour conversation of listening to Derek talk to somebody else. <laughs> well, because yours came up, like yours, just yeah. your conversation with him on your main feed just kind of queued up. And so I was like, cool, cool. And I, for reasons unclear, um, when I switched phones, Podcast Addict updated everything except my Patreon feeds. Ah. So I haven't imported them yet. And so that came up. And so I've heard it. And so now the idea of listening to the Patreon feed after I've heard, yeah. like, <laughs> the like, edited version, the I'm like, that, mm, yeah. maybe. And it's like, I don't remember this bit. And a lot of it's, you know, us, you know, BS and filler and maybe, eh, maybe I shouldn't have said that or that was, you know, redundant or, you know, stuff like that. I think I cut out the part where Sam interrupted. <laughs> I think there was a couple, there were a couple of little bits that actually like I snipped them off. And if you're paying attention in the, the regular episode, you catch like him coming in and I snipped it, but you still hear like the, him open the door. Dad, <laughs> like, yeah. like the start of it as it gets snipped. <laughs> yeah. Kids, man. Yep. And trolling Paul oh. because trolling Paul. <laughs> It's like oh, there was yeah. a whole, there was a big chunk that got taken out just trolling Paul. <laughs> I mean, something about Paul, like, I don't entirely understand this, but like, 
it's it's not every episode, but if if you pick the one podcaster that is mentioned in more of my episodes than any other podcaster, it's Paul. Yeah. Like everybody knows him, everybody talks about him. Yep. So fine. I've like I've sort of given over to the inevitability that Paul is going to be mentioned. And so he hasn't come up in the past like I don't know, four or five, and I'm starting to feel a little bit weird, I gotta say. <laughs> At this point, like because he calls me out when I do shit, so mm. I feel like trolling him and intentionally doing shit to push his buttons because <laughs> yeah. I know he'll respond. Like, yeah, respond to some shit. I'm gonna mess with you back, right? <laughs> I'm gonna mess with you publicly. Listener engagement. Yes, I'm your friendly neighborhood troll. That's all. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> there could be much worse trolls out there than me. Well, I mean, I have a fucking stalker, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> You can't see me, but I'm doing funny pans things right now. All right. Jazz hands. Welcome to the Odd Dad Out podcast. Today, <laughs> I have Kate Bowser Lewinga. And I'm sorry, I just had to fuck your name up as best I possibly could. Because Jesus <laughs> the first time I read it ever, I read Bowser. And I'm like, oh, that's going to stick in my brain forever. Amazing. <laughs> Should change your profile picture to Mario. Just. I've taken, <laughs> by the way, my maiden name off of my profile deliberately, not because of the Bowerser thing, because come on, Wallinga, yeah. like, which is the funnier last name, but because <laughs> I was trying to protect the privacy of some of my relatives. But whatever, Adam, blow yeah. it out of the water. It's fine. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now I need to find that sound effect just to drop it in right there. But I have Kate Weller, as you would put it uh, so eloquently. Kate from Ignorance was Bliss. <laughs> One word. <laughs> we are here. You are here. Okay, you are there and I am here. Far across the world or the country, whatever, maps, geography's weird, flat earth. Anyway, don't you just love my intros? It's just the best. It's the best. <laughs> we just have things splattered over here and then there's some pink over here, but we're going to go with the purple to offset it. <laughs> But Kate, even though I've talked about your show before and it's totally considered lazy interviewing, you tell the people out there because also, and I'm, although I've got Derek on here too, and he's talked a little about it, but tell my dear listener about what it is you do because you're, you're, you're not just doing the one thing anymore. I'm involved in three shows right now with the potential of a fourth because I have a problem. Um, don't we all yeah I was gonna say it's an addiction it's a cult it's it's a little above but sure so my main show is called ignorance was bliss it has to do with the, the idea that everybody's got a story to tell and everybody's got a path that they followed to get where they are and it may not make sense when you first think about it but I can get you there I can I can talk them through their story until you're like oh yeah that makes total sense and that's fine if the person is talking about like I had anxiety or I have cancer, like you can kind of follow that, but I can also get you there if we're talking about a serial killer so that by the end of the show, you're going, yeah, I get it. That makes sense. And then you're going, shit, I didn't actually want to know that. So that's that one. I'm sneaking up on two years now of, of having since I started that, which is amazing. And like 40 billion episodes. Um, 50, I think by now. Yeah, no. And it's because I don't have to do a, a, a fuckload of editing for each episode, like the the bulk of it is just me talking to somebody and I don't do, I don't 
get it for content on that. It's just, I want you to hear the whole conversation sort of as it played. And then I do an intro and an outro and those are unscripted. So I just sort of make shit up. So, you know, it takes some time to put each one together, but not remotely the kind of time that like an audio drama or a scripted show would take. Yeah. Cause those are eternity in for a 30 minute episode. Mm-hmm. Just ask Derek. Derek and I talked just talked about that. It's a, it's like ten hours for a one hour thing. I would not be able to edit an audio drama. I can put together um, conversational narrative pieces, but the idea of taking several vocal tracks and music background and you know the the foley effects and all of that it's well beyond my attention span. It's beyond my capabilities and physically i wouldn't be able to because i'm hard of hearing so i don't edit a whole ton per episode and that allows me to dump i don't know 27 or 53 or whatever it is episodes a week yeah too many (laughs) oh is it too many now okay then it's too many because it's hard to keep up and they're not short because they're not like, short. They're like an hour, hour and a half each. Yeah, it's like a and, short episode for you is an hour. And so when I've got five hours of Kate in my feed and it's Wednesday. <laughs> That's about right. Well, but the thing is, I, I like when I put it together and still now, I never expect anybody to listen to every episode. Like the, the reason that I, I bounce around from, you know, talking to somebody with ADHD to talking to somebody with cancer to talking about a serial killer and, and so on. It's so that you can tune into what you're interested in and then you can just ignore the other stuff. Like, because that's how my brain works. So welcome to my head. Yep. (laughs) And then, and that's just, that's just ignorance was bliss. So then you and Derek, which which we've learned, you've uh, managed to trick him into joining you. He is so full of shit. (laughs) Jesus H. Christ. Okay. So his version of the story is that I developed this like obsession with him and I did everything I could to get him in. Here's what happened from my end (laughs) is that I had an idea and I was like, Derek, are you interested in this? Because I wanted to combine aspects of true crime and psychology, which I know about with talking about cybercrime and I don't know as much about the internet and gamer life and, and lizard squad and shit like that. Like those are things I don't know. So I wanted somebody that knew about that side and we could kind of have a conversational thing, although much more focused than ignorance was bliss and much shorter, like half an hour each. And he was sort of interested kind of, and I was like, all right, well, I just need to know, you know, cause I just want to get rolling on this. And he's the one who came up with the title. So to me, that smacks of being interested anyway. And I was just kind of getting to the point, like chomping at the bit, like, I want to do this. Should I ask somebody else? Because I had had a couple other people that I'd been talking to that showed some interest. And as soon as I said that, he's like, oh, no, no, I'll do it. <laughs> so sure, Derek, that's it's all mm-hmm. me. Yeah, that's not the way he told it. I know. I heard. I've heard him over and over again, and I'm just like, so whatever. Like, okay, <laughs> okay. Two down. <laughs> See, so that's two down. So I have a third that is um, in like pre-production. We we have like a working title and a basic concept of it, but that's going to take a whole lot from me, and so I don't want to go like in terms of my. Skill 
skill level is going to be peaked out on that one. So I don't want to go too far down the road of what that's going to be because I have no idea when it's going to come out. But it's basically a combination of like true crime, but not murder. Like I'm not at all. See, that's okay. There's my thing. I don't like murder porn. I think it's, I think it's shit. I think that we spend so much time talking about serial killers and blood spatter and you know then he wore her head as a hat and all of that and that's like that's all well and good i guess for some people but that's like that's not gonna happen like it's not gonna happen to you or anybody you know it's super rare and meanwhile people aren't paying any attention to the crimes that are gonna happen you know the domestic violence the street theft the you know insurance fraud shit like that like that's the stuff that you need to be aware of what it is and how it happens. And we have a concept that's sort of coming into place that should make that hopefully at least somewhat more interesting than just a narrative style. Because, you know, who really wants to listen to a narrative talk about, I don't know, emotional abuse or domestic violence when they can go listen to a story about a serial killer. So I like, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't really have an elevator pitch down for that one. Cause I'm still in, it's still really- in, it's still a work in progress. It's still, it's still being workshopped or out to, to work out the, the, the details of what it's going to be. Exactly. So I have yeah. a co-host and we're working on it. Um, and then number four is that a friend of mine, uh, Ian has a podcast that is called under the shroud. It is like a, it's an audio drama, like a, paranormal bad behavior demons slash there's an element of crime there but not really i guess it's more like there's white supremacists so that's i don't like that but um but that's the point you're not supposed to like it and so that's his like entirely his baby that's his his i don't i don't don't have any creative input on that whatsoever but he needed help finding like voice actors for it and then nagging the voice actors and organizing it and scheduling and that kind of thing. I'm like, that's my wheelhouse. Like I could do that. Like I can round people up and nag them for you. <laughs> I mean, I have four kids, right? So I could do that professionally. And so I was like, sure, sure. So on Saturday, this weekend, I posted a thing in my Facebook group. Like, is anybody interested? And I thought maybe I'd get three or four who were like, yeah, sure. I'd try it. I got 44 responses. I was one of them. <laughs> yeah, you were. And so now I'm involved in organizing that. And secondarily, um, this will be past tense by the time this comes out. But I'm going to be running his table at Podtails, which is the convention for audio dramas that's happening in Cambridge, Massachusetts on uh, October 20th. I was like, August. August was already gone. <laughs> I stuttered. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Have I mentioned I'm a troll? I'm pretty sure we've mentioned I'm a troll. (laughs) That's a word for it. (laughs) No, yeah. Was it was it Derek just said? It was like, you know, he just talks about random stuff, but you know, he's kind of an asshole. And it's like, yeah. (laughs) That's me in a nutshell. But I'm a lovable asshole. Some say. As it were, some I mean, for people sh- say God. for certain for certain <laughs> definitions of lovable. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I no. mean, <laughs> it's like the winner of so, the ugly dog contest is lovable to somebody. <laughs> yeah, a face only a mother. No, no, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, she's calling me ugly, mom. 
<laughs> I can't tell. I'm looking at a blank computer screen. So, I mean, you're looking a little rectangular and dark right now, but whatever. So, after all this crap you're doing now, because you caught the, you caught the podcaster virus, <laughs> which I totally did an episode about that before. I think it's like episode 22 or 23, way the hell back of forever ago. I actually, I need to, I'm, I'm serious to think I need to remaster that one and re-release it because I listened back to it recently and that one was really good <laughs> for one of my really early shows. That was a really good one. And I was like, this, this is all true. And I'd say all this shit again. I don't even need to re-record it. I'm just going to retool it and, and, and do some little polish, put some polish on this one and re-release it as is. But doing a podcast that actually now, I mean, you, you've pulled away from the traditional true crime. I know you always refer to yourself, and I've said it, and just about everybody now understands, uh, similar to other podcasting terms you have coined, <laughs> uh, true crime adjacent has entered the lexicon. That's me. <laughs> and that is you. And that is exactly what you, and like everything you do, really, because you, even with Life World, it's like, yeah, it's true crime. But it's not the true crime like everybody does true crime. And so it is like, again, with my interview with Derek, where we were talking about how, you know, you went from ignorance was bliss, started off pretty much in the true crime area and became much more and slowly inched away. And now you are you are true crime adjacent. Life world is kind of to me between now ignorance was bliss and traditional true crime. It's kind of, it's, it's closer to real true crime, real normal true crime. And then your main show, but everything you do is in that true crime adjacent realm, because I mean, it is, that is your area of expertise. That is your wheelhouse. I don't know if you could, I can't not to sound it. I don't think I could picture you doing something that didn't at least touch in that area. Because it is so much of who you are. And you've even said before, it's like you have a hard time talking to somebody for very long before your brain just starts clicking into analysis of things. And, and like you're so, you've did that for so long. And even now, when you technically don't have to anymore, your brain still starts picking apart people's brains without even trying. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> I don't diagnose everybody I talk to. Like I need that out there, but I just don't. But on, on purpose. <laughs> I, but I have to. I have to do that. Like I have yeah. to flip that switch so that we're just friends. We're just buddies talking, and I'm not diagnosing. Like that's one of the early things they sort of teach you in grad school is like how not to talk to your spouse in certain ways that will make them have to sleep on the couch for the rest of your married life. You know, <laughs> because. I need that you, trick. <laughs> yeah, because you you need to you need to still be able to have relationships and have interactions and, and move through the world without assuming everybody's a criminal. So I've learned that. But yeah, I mean, I was in I was in school for twelve years, and both during and after that, I worked. Uh, before I broke my back, it was like another ten or twelve years in the field. So <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how you not because it kind of comes up. It's like, like anything, I think like when you've been really immersed in podcasting for a while and then you start listening, I don't know, to 
TV or you listen to another podcast or you're just listening to your kids and there's times where you're like, this would make a good show, but you should word it this way. You know, or that would sound better without the without the background track or whatever. <laughs> That's what the podcaster brain starts doing to you. You start producing everything you hear. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and so, like, I start psycho, not psychoanalyzing, that's not the right word, but I start psychologizing <laughs> something, everything. So from not the right word to not sure if that's a word. <laughs> it's not a word at all. No, no, no. I'm just making it up. But that's my thing, as you just said. Yes, I you make, make up words, words up. and people accept them. <laughs> People accept your words for some reason. I don't know about me, but apparently the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation accepts my words. Like, Jesus Christ. So what we're talking about, because this is like, what a what a day. So I woke up this morning, my Twitter blows up. And the CBC podcast, um, whatever, the branch of, of, of Canadian Broadcasting Corporation published an article today about words that are sort of coined specifically to do with podcasting and mine is first on that list. And so I'm reading that like, how did this, what is my life? I don't, I don't understand. And so my word is podler. Yeah. And it's the the cross between being a podcaster and a toddler. And it's the idea that you've gone ahead and released an episode or two, but you're not at a point where you kind of know the process cold or that you're confident you're going to do the next one. And so you're just sort of stumbling a lot and you haven't found your feet yet. And I had a whole thread on Twitter, I don't know, six or eight months ago, asking people how long before you're out of poddlerhood. And the general consensus seems to be like three to six months. Depending on how prolific you are. Because yeah, mine could is twenty be. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, for me, it's like, at what point do you go through that 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 pod adolescence? Because you're nervous when you start off. It's like, but you basically start off as a as a pubescent teen. You're nervous. Your hands are sweating. Your voice is cracking. <laughs> no, I, I I think you know the birthing pains goes with that first episode, and then you are a podler for a little while because you're so focused on the mechanics that you almost can't be nervous. And then at some point, you get the mechanics, you understand how to use your editing software, and you understand how to upload everything in write show notes and whatever it is that you do. And then you're like, oh, wait, people are listening to what I'm doing? Like, what is that? And I think that's when the, the you move out of poddlerhood, and that's when you become like a, you go into podlescence, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's a weird process and it's a very, like a combination, uh, not podlerhood specifically, but overall podcasting is this weird combination of wicked imposter syndrome, which by the way, has nothing to do with being a podler. Like people who've been doing podcasting for years and years and years still have imposter syndrome. So that's not, that's not the defining feature. Yeah. (laughs) But podcasting in general is this combination between imposter syndrome and narcissism right because like i i I still feel like what am i doing somebody's going to figure out that i don't know what i'm doing and they're going to come and take my mic away like i don't even this is crazy and on the other hand obviously you and i and all of our friends feel like we have something worth listening to because we're still hitting publish and there's an inherent narcissism in that yeah (laughs) 
It's like, why are you listening to me? I mean, I'm not going to stop talking, but why are you listening to me? I'm saying, no, but, but not even like we think like if we really were completely clueless, if we really felt like I don't have anything interesting to say, we'd stop doing it. Yeah. I don't understand why you're listening, but you know, but listen, I, here but it listen. is. <laughs> right. Like, hold on. I mean, I need to put another soapbox out here. <laughs> <laughs> well, half the time I'm talking and I'm like, wait, what is this soapbox? And how did I get up here? Like, I'm so sorry. Let me back down. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to jump in here and remind you that starting November 1st through the 30th, I am going to be participating in National Podcast Post Month. That means for 30 days. That's right. The entire month of November, I am going to be dropping another episode of Variable Length every single day. This is going to include interviews that I've talked about doing, more news stories that I'm not getting to in regular episodes, maybe some appearances from the kids, and I really don't know what else at this point. It's just more me because don't you just need more me in your life so stay tuned to this feed or go to oddeadoutpodcast.com there's going to be a link just for those episodes that will go up i will put it in the show notes because that's what you do but until well a few days from now let's get back to the show listening to podcasts itself is sort of a lifestyle change yeah. And you don't think about it before. You're like, oh, I'm listening to this thing instead of maybe listening to the radio. And then you realize you stop listening to the radio and you stop listening to music. And next thing you know, you've got a hundred something odd podcast that you're <laughs> subscribed to and every element of your life. Suddenly you care more about listening to the podcast than watching TV and doing all of the things because there's so much more and you get so emotionally, and especially once you do get into those long form stories and you get emotionally invested in these shows or even something like with you where you get emotionally invested in the host and there's that that transparency that you have where you know it, it's it's different when it's a show like if if something dramatic happened in the real lives of the actors on Welcome to Night Vale you wouldn't know it inside the show but in your case, when your dad died, everybody knew. Yeah. It became a, a very notable part of your show for a pr pretty substantial chunk of time. It's kind of, it's, it still is to a degree, but yeah, yeah. Not to the, the, you know, assholes bitching about it level that it, it was. It was like, it, it's like, and I think, I think, yeah. you, I like, like, as much as it was a fuck off asshole sort of thing, I, I've noticed that you, when topics that you used to go much further into frequently, if the situation came up, like the murder bird story, you used to tell that whole story every time. And now you give a much more Cliff Notes version of it. Yeah. I mean, because I feel like people can find it. Yeah. But, and that's the thing is I, I struggle with that balance between I know that I have longtime listeners. I know that I've had people that have listened from the first episode, bless their hearts, you know, <laughs> and then I know that people are just tuning in for the first time. So I always have that weird balance of how 
how deeply do I go in and reintroduce yeah. a thing? How how much do I explain my background and that kind of thing? And there are times where I feel like stupid, repetitive on things, but that's just sort of where the story goes. But I mean, absolutely, that I bring an awful lot of myself to the show. And it's and, just like with me here. The show is about me. If you're listening to this show for anything other than whatever the hell drew you to listen to me, it's like the, the the show is me and your show is you and other people and their stories. But at the end of the day, it's you and your show. You are the draw. Because if if you're going to listen to Ignorance Was Bliss or any anything you do for just the guest, you're not going to listen for very long because it's not going to be like any other any, any other interview or any other appearance of anybody on any other show. It's they go to you and it's a very different conversation than what you're going to have. And it's not the style that traditionally people do interviews or, or, and it's not an interview. It's, it is, <laughs> I've, I've very much, I've described it, I believe before as just like, it's kind of therapy to a degree, just sitting down and talking to you. It's like being on your podcast is a form of therapy. Not that again, not that you, you know, psychoanalyze everybody, but it just, I mean, no, I totally accept that, but there's a, ther- it's a therapeutic thing. I think a lot because I, yeah, it's you're getting your, you're getting your, you, you let your guard down and you start talking, you let the things out that maybe you didn't. Things. Yeah. People tell you things. I was on your show. I told you things. <laughs> I'm saying, you know, and that's a, that's a gift, you know, I, that people give that I really am grateful for. I'm grateful for their trust. And I try really hard to respect that, which in turn, I think allows other people to come on the show and talk to me again. And yeah, I mean, it, it's a funny line because I wonder sometimes about that, about so, uh, I'm, I'm stumbling over my own words because I'm having like six thoughts at once. But so I, in, in April, when my dad died, but also right before that for, for like two weeks, I had a tooth, I had a molar snap off and I couldn't speak clearly enough to be understood. But I had a bunch of backlogged episodes, which you know, because you did one of them where I, I sent them out to friends and between A, I can't speak clearly and then B, I had oral surgery and then C, my dad died and I was out of my fucking mind. And so all of this stuff meant that I just I couldn't keep production going but the, the podcast has been sort of my anchor it's like the 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 aspect of my life that is mine not when I'm being mom not when I'm being wife not when I'm being any of the other things I am but that just this is me and, and you getting me in a fairly unfiltered way and so I didn't want to let it go and so I sent out these conversations that I'd had with people out to my friends to say can you record an intro and an outro for me because I really want to keep it rolling, but I can't speak to do it right now. And people did, and that was great, and that was amazing. But I've I've often wondered, like, could somebody else do the whole conversation? And Derek actually suggested it very recently because I, I had oral surgery two weeks ago, and I'm showing signs that I might be rejecting the implant, the bone graft, which I hope is not true. But that would suck. I it, it, it But I've done it twice, so... It's within the realm of my possibility. And so I posted like sort of to put people on alert, like I might need help again. And several people answered and then Derek answered and he was like, why don't you just randomly pair up two people to talk and run that? 
And I had kind of an existential crisis about that, especially because a listener sent me this like incredibly outraged. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This isn't funny, but it's funny. I got this incredibly outraged DM from a listener who is in the group, which my Facebook group is amazing and everybody needs to join it because it is the best place ever. But she was just like, how dare he say that? That dick doesn't understand how much of you you bring to the show. And is he really suggesting that you don't need to be a part of your podcast? And I was like, whoa, like, cool, yo, tits. Skip the Ativan today because holy shit. <laughs> shit because i was like look you like there are some people out there in the world who could say something like that and i would interpret it as like i you know he's implying that i don't need to be a part of the show and i could see that like once she said that i had this this period of time of like shit like existential crisis time like how crucial am i to my own show and how much of it is just the setup and the you know the, the fact that i have created this format that's unusual and the answer is, yeah, it's my show. It's me. Yeah. Like at, at the end of the day, I mean, it's, it is your show. And even if, even if somebody stepped in, in your place to do, to help out with doing episodes in your absence, it would not be the same. And nobody could do this show the way you can do this show. And, and in part, because nobody can but get into people's brains and 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 get people to open up and and tell the stories that you can. I can get people to talk shit like you can get people to open up all of their psyche. Right. <laughs> you come and here to talk shit. You get to go to you to to empty out all of the things in your brain that you didn't realize you needed to get out of your brain. Right. And I mean, that's the thing is that I I'm not trying to get into the therapisty way, but I think that people know that. Like, for one, I'm not going to judge. Because you live your life, I live mine, and we're fine. For another, there is no possible way that you out there, if you're sitting in your own home, are going to tell me something where I'm going to be like, oh, fuck, now I, now do I totally judge. Like, you just went over the pale. Like, I have, I have sat in the room with a serial killer. So, <laughs> fucking bring it. You know, like, it's, it's hard to shake my tree in that sense. And, and yeah, it, like, so I was very lucky to have friends that did the intros and outros and they did a great job and like that was super helpful and I, you know as for the rest of it like so far i mean i have a backlog of like 10 10 interviews that i haven't used yet so i don't know how you have backlog when you have you do so many interviews and you do you release so many at a time still don't under <laughs> i i talk to somebody at least 5 times a week With like the I'm, fact I'm, that you had time to talk to me is kind of amazing <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, my children are running feral in the streets. It's fine. But <laughs> I, I talk to somebody almost every day and or at least schedule somebody every day. And that way, if there's cancellations, it's not a big deal. But right now I'm talking to people more often than I'm dropping episodes. And that works out fine because then when I have when I have surgery or, or whatever, I can quick bang out a couple of intros and outros because I can still edit after I'm recovering. I have oral surgeries like every three or four months. And when that happens, there's a span of like two or three weeks where I can't enunciate clearly enough to put out an episode, but I can still edit. So I just record a bunch before that and then edit later. So there's ways around it. But but yeah, I mean, I, I'm talking to you now. I'm recording. It, you said it's not interviews. It's not interviews what I do. It's not I, I literally, I have a, a blank notebook 
And I have a series of like housekeeping questions I have to ask people. And I don't have any prepared questions. I don't have any intended direction for things to go. We just, let's just play. Let's see where it goes. And some people bring me a script or an outline because they want to stay on topic more. And I'm cool with that. But from my point of view, I don't start off with an agenda. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm very lucky that people are willing to talk to me. And it becomes like right now. So today is September 30th. And I'm telling people if they, you know, when they want to try and schedule a thing, that my next availability is approximately October 22nd. Woof. People like to talk to me. Like, I don't know. For all Derek talks about, like, I had to rope him in. Like, I'm saying (laughs) people actually choose to talk to me. Oddly enough, I know that if I ask somebody, they'll come on the show. But I'm that schmuck. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't want to. I get the, the imposter syndrome side of it. And the I'm not somebody, I'm not a big name like you. I'm not published in Canadian oh, broadcasting that. shit. <laughs> you know, I'm not getting quoted in the Canadian broadcasting Jesus paper Christ. and shit. That so blew my I don't, fucking mind. So, I, you know, I don't have before. the name recognition to like invite people on and they're like, oh my God, yes. It's it's my friends. <laughs> it's like, well, but okay. I would, but I would say two things. <laughs> I invite my friends on it. Are you busy? It's okay if you're busy. <laughs> I would I would say I would say two things to that is one is that it was around like my hundredth episode, which is about the one year mark for me, that I started to have people ask to come on. Like I started to have strangers approach me and say, "Could they come on?" So that was a weird thing, and that I, it, it's the step. You know, you're a podler, and then you're a pod lesson, and then I don't know what the term is for being like a podult. I I don't know, I, whatever. But that. It took there, there. There's some sort of critical mass that was reached, and I reached that around 100 episodes. So that's one comment. And the other comment is that this community is fucking amazing. Like I approach people all the time whom I don't know at all. I approached Emily Prokop out of the blue to say, "Hey, do you want to come on my show?" And she didn't know me from Adam, as it were. See what I did there? <laughs> you, you no, know, she the, actually knew you from me. <laughs> But she didn't. I don't think she did. And like, there's other people that I've just kind of gone up to them cold and be like, do you want to come on? You want to talk to me? And not everybody says yes, of course. But if they don't say yes, they're still not on my show. Like there's nothing. I'm not worse off for that. And a lot of people will. So it's a really solid community. And there's other times where I'm like, I need help with such and such you know i i don't know how to use the, the editing software to do a thing or i need to find somebody who can help me with this or whatever and all i have to do is ask and people will help out so it's a really great community so i'm not at all shocked that you ask people and they're like yeah sure i'll come on i mean i've been fucking nagging to come on your show for like six months so <laughs> yeah but well the to be to be fair pulling back the curtain i don't even know if this is going to make it in because I'm trying to, I'll probably chop this down pretty well, but like, I mean, the first time just turned into toddler interference of the, of the, the unbelievable variety. And I was like, I, it, and to a degree, it was the, I, I don't want to put in the amount of time it'll take to cut him out of all of this and make a lot of this intelligible where I wasn't distracted by him. And like, and like, so it was just, it became just so chaotic for me trying the first time around 
I was like, no, I got to figure out how to get you on here. And then this, and I was like, okay, you and Heather are those two that I are like you, Heather, Paul, Chris, Derek. I'm like, when I put out the, I'm going to do this thing in my brain, I'm assuming you guys are all in. And then I start going through realizing I never actually got that verification from you guys. <laughs> right. Well, you, never sent me the, you never sent me the questionnaire. So there's yeah. that. I was like, everybody else has the questions. War Baby has the questions. Everybody I have sent the questions to. Emily has the questions. Actually, just now I sent her the questions. But it's one of those things where, like, you guys are all for sure. I know you guys will be in this because you guys are, are, we're all in it. <laughs> we're all in this together in all of our crazy way. But I never formally asked any of you. No, but that's because I've been fucking <laughs> nagging to come on your show. And I finally gave up at one point because like you talk about like the first time. Mm-mm. Don't know, my friend. <laughs> it took me like a year to get you to come on my show and you still haven't actually gotten me on yours. So I'm just I'm just saying I just want that out there. It's like a thing like that. I am not cool enough to be on your show. You also do 50,000 interviews to my one a month. Uh-huh. So, you know, all things, all things considered, well, I've already said how I have this big, long list of, <laughs> of pod friends that I want to get on. The fact that it took me as long as it did to get Emily Prokop, who is one of my first podcaster friends ever, who my friendship with her actually is, was the, the spark that led me to so many others. Like, I would not know Heather Welch if it weren't for Emily, because we met through Emily's podcast share experiment she did on Twitter where she had, here's an account. It's going to be curated by a different podcaster every week. And they're going to share their, their listening and their recommendations and they're all whatever they're doing. And I was one of the early, I was helping her with kind of building that and orchestrating that and putting people together and being part of that. And I think Heather was like maybe two weeks after, and I was sharing everything and really putting that out there and listening to all the shows from all of the curators of that. And that Heather was really, really new. I think she was, I don't think she'd even finished the original seven days of sunshine challenge yet. So she was maybe seven or eight episodes into the show when she did that. And I started listening and I started commenting and messaging her. And then this just enormous friendship. Uh, came from that. And I don't know, like she has been a major influence on my life and just my ability to do interviews came from interacting with her. I wouldn't be doing this right now. And so much growth in, in my life and who I am now, I don't know what I'd be like without her influence in my life, but it's still at the same time. Emily was the spark for that. And it still took me forever to get her on the show. And I think it was one of those Especially because it came right after her book. I was like, I don't feel like I was like, you're too big. Even though we've been friends for forever and we chat on a regular basis and we work together as editors, you're so up there. I was like, and you're so busy. I can't like, how am I going to take time for you to come over and, and bullshit with me for however long? And, but it took me forever. I was like, why haven't, and when I finally did ask her, I'm like, why has it taken me so long to ask you? You know, but I've got this list of people and the fact that it takes me that I'm doing one a month. And that's why I'm doing 30 is I, the fact that I'm only doing one a month makes it take forever to get through this list. 
like I'm going to run out of bullshit to talk about in a regular capacity before I can get to all these interviews. And I don't want to completely shift the show into an interview format because that's not what I do. But like, fuck, I want to talk to like all of the people, but I don't have all of the episodes to talk to all of the people. And so then when I, and I talked to you and then, and then I talked, I was like, okay, well, we're going to have Paul. Well, I didn't formally have Derek on and I need somebody right now. And because I would have popped you in earlier after first attempt, if I had not had that spark where I was like, October, perfect. You live in Salem. It's catchy. It, it's, it's cheesy and pandery as fuck, but was so was having Chris and Cody during gay pride month. <laughs> It's like, I'll pander. I'll be stupid and cheesy and pandery. <laughs> Why? It's funny. Like, I'm going to have... invite the gayest people I know in podcasting who really are actually kind of low-key, but they're just like the, the ones that I know, and they're locals, and they're kind of friends of mine, and they're <laughs> like, the, we could have orchestrated doing that live together, but that would have probably been awkward since we'd never met in person yet. But doing all that, I was like, and it's Pride Month. Of course, I've got to invite them on. It's pandery as shit, but you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> I was like, you, you live in Salem. It's a stupid, cheesy, uh, cat, uh, like <laughs> pandery as a way to like October, Halloween. You live in Salem. It's kind of vaguely Halloween-y. And in your life, it's a fuck, not again. So I know that's, <laughs> I know that's the thing. You for All October right. makes sense. So so I have, I have three things. I have three things to say. <laughs> One is totally get together in person with people. It's amazing. It's magical. Oh, yeah. I, I thoroughly plan. There's actually a monthly meetup here put on by Evo Terra. I don't know if you know who he is. He is one of the first, like literally like one of the first podcasters ever. And he lives in Phoenix and he has the Phoenix podcasters group. And he puts on the third Thursday every month. There's a big Phoenix podcaster meetup at a club downtown. It's still about an hour from my house. And it's during working hours. And so it's really one of those, I need to find the ability to schedule the day off to go to that. It's but magic. It yeah. It's magic. Like I had not, I had met uh, Kim from People Are Wild. Um, she came, she's been to my house twice. And otherwise, I just sort of talked to people and kind of been in the orbit of a couple of people. But then, uh, and then I met Sinead from mens rea because i went over to the uk and we met that way and that was magical to see somebody in person and then in july there was the true crime podcast festival which i didn't actually enjoy the festival itself very much but i loved meeting people and there's just something magic about sitting in the room with other artists and i got to meet more people when i took my son on vacation in the pacific northwest and that's where i i, I stayed at derek's house like you know, I got to really like we drank too much. That's that's a thing. And, you know, like the first person to to pick me up off the plane is a listener, but she's the best ever, you know, so podcasting has definitely sort of infiltrated my life that way. And it's totally worth it. Like it's it's this magical thing. So there's one I've, thing. Yeah, I've made plans with with Chris from uh, BSP when he first found out about those meetups. And I was like, we need to orchestrate and we're basically in on this together. We need to find a time where we can like go to one of these and we can officially meet because it's like, I, we've been friends for a while through podcast stuff since they started that show. And I, we're like, we need to meet because it'd be really cool. And this, uh, this one of these events would be a great thing to do it at. 
But just do, it, I mean, just do it casually. Just do dinner yeah. somewhere or whatever. It's great. So that's one. Huh. Number two, don't delete that. I mean, edit it out and play it as like your intro or something. But you just got very sort of intense and passionate and it mattered. You just had a moment there that was not you being interviewed, but it was you being very genuine. So don't delete it. Okay, so that's the thing. And I mean, if nothing else, you're going to play it and you're going to make Heather and Emily cry. So do it. Yeah. I'm yeah. telling you. <laughs> um, use that in some capacity. Don't delete it. It's good content, right? To get into the vernacular. <laughs> My third thing. I just totally fucking trolled you, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. But it was a fair point to be made. <laughs> Most trolling is. Yeah. <laughs> Because you do nag me, and you and Stephanie both nag the shit out of me about when are we going to be on your show? And you you did stop. Steph still nags me until I finally scheduled with her. So <laughs> it's like, when am I going to be on your show? It's like, I mean, it's not that I'm saying you have to, but you know, <laughs> like, really? Because you keep saying when. <laughs> but yeah, it's. I stopped nagging because I don't have the self confidence. Like, legit. I, I'll ask once or twice with people can I come on your show? But, and, and, and people would be surprised to know that I think because I come off as, as extremely self-confident on my show because I am when it's my house. You know, when I know what I'm doing, when I feel like I'm in charge, I can put that on. I don't feel it, but I know how to act that way. That's what, that's, that's how you walk into a prison. It's how you walk into a psych hospital. It's how you walk into an emergency room. Like I got this. And if it's fake, it's fake. That's fine. Like the world, the world can be burning down around you, but you have to, you know, communicate to this person in front of you like i got this because they're out of control in some way so that's a skill that i have and fine but even when i have somebody coming on my show and we're first in the early stages of when we get a schedule what are we going to talk about what's it like because a lot of people haven't heard my show and so i try to explain like i don't care what we're going to talk about like anything is fine it is extremely hard for me to say to them do you want me to come on your show too? Like, do you want a full crossover or do you just want to be a guest on mine? Like that's, that takes such a degree of self-confidence and such a step out of, because I'm certain they're going to say no. And I don't want to put them through that pressure. So that's why I stopped is because there comes a point where it's like, I can't, I can't anymore. I don't, I can't handle this anymore. And especially this year, like there's been so many things about 2019 that have just eroded my self-confidence and my sense of self-worth that I can't keep putting myself out there in that way. And that's not me pressuring you to say like, so then have me on your show, dude. Although I, I totally know. could and that would be hilarious. Yeah. But no, <laughs> it, it's just saying like, I used to be much more able to sort of step forward and say, would you like me on my sh- on your show? Because I'm a fucking expert. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. I, I don't have the, the general confidence, especially considering like, okay, I'm not an expert in, a lot of things like I can bullshit about just about anything, but I, I don't know what it is that I can go on another show in most cases and offer anything. <laughs> like, what are you going to have me on bullshit? That's it. <laughs> like I could do, like, I think I could go on like the countdown movie and TV reviews. Why? Because it's a lot of bullshitting and talking movies. I can bullshit and talk movies. I can go talk to you because talking to you is emptying out everything in your head, which I kind of do here anyway. But then you start, you know, putting the 
you start rearranging the little the building blocks that I just dumped in front of you and build a Lego castle out of it and somehow make an episode out of whatever the fuck I just said. <laughs> but in most cases, only people have topics and ideas and, and a focus. And like, I, I, I don't fit into that. So in most cases, if you're not talking podcasting, I probably don't have anything that I can provide for your show. It's <laughs> Adam, shut up. <laughs> like legit. Shut up. That's that's my professional opinion. <laughs> Where's that? Is it a Bob Newhart? Stop it. <laughs> I, sure. I don't yeah, really watch TV. But yeah, I mean, of course you do. But there's that's what I'm saying, though. It's like, I know I'm a fucking professional. Like, I know I can talk intelligently about anything. And yet, it's really hard for me to put myself out there. It's really hard yeah. for me to approach somebody and say, do you want me to come on your show? Yeah, because it's, you know, like some of them are because they have extremely scripted shows, and then there's this feeling of like, I'm asking you to adjust your format in some way to fit me, and that feels awkward as fuck, and so I don't do that. And then when they're not scripted shows, that's even worse if they say no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, and that's the thing where like I know that I have a good show. I know I know my shit because I'm trained in it. Like I know just how to speak about things intelligently. I can talk about most human behavior so that I at least sound intelligent. I may not be right, but I know how to sound like I am. And yet, I suffer from this this lack of self-confidence, which I was able to mask better, actually, my first year of doing it. But then, you know, between... Like, so, in order, in 2019, I've had three major health crises of loved ones. I've had a stalker who now has a restraining order. Um, My father died by suicide and I'm next of kin. He lived in our home, but I had, he died out in Vegas. So I had to go out there for that. So that just destroyed me. My mother blames me for my father's death. Um, Then I got pneumonia and I was in the hospital for a week and I was down for six months, six weeks with that. You know, it was like, that was May through June of this year. And all of those things in their ways carved away at my sense of confidence. And and yet I still do the podcast thing. I just, I've had to be very careful about guarding my own boundaries. Remember how I described these as an info dump? We are a massive info dump here. <laughs> I really am. So much. Because see, when I plan shit, shit doesn't go right. So I plan to talk about podcasting, but I've yet to stay on topic for anybody. So, hey, fuck it. It's like well, it happens with me or you. You plan well, a topic think- with either of us and neither of us yeah. really stay on topic unless somebody wants to be nitpicking. No, I'm here to talk about spam. Well, I've had people I've had people write scripts, which is hilarious to me. But like, have you um, been on my show? It's happening, it's happening tomorrow night where people, a woman who's coming on has a full script written already, which I'm. I cannot wait. It's hilarious. <laughs> but I, I I feel like, like at first, when I mean, when I started my show altogether, it had to be very scripted to me, um, or at least very topical. And over time, I've let that go. And now it's pretty freewheeling. And I think that people like that. I think people like to hear their hosts in a different environment. Well, it's like I was saying before, it's, you know, in both of our cases, that you follow the show and you listen to the show for the host. It, it's very personality driven. It's not necessarily it's like, yes, it is 
about hearing the stories from your guests, but it is totally, it's not completely about their stories. It's how you manage to get them to tell those stories. And it's about you and their interact and your interaction with those people and how those stories come about through the conversation with you. And if you take you out of that equation, these stories are kind of flat. Well, they just become different. And that's something that like, the reason that I know that my show is not therapy is that I tell a lot of my own stories and I bring a lot of myself on purpose. Like that's very conscious because I don't want it to feel like therapy hour for everybody. So yeah, it is definitely a heavy load of personal information dump as well in each episode for sure. But I think that there's a degree of cross promotion that happens so that when you come on my show, some of your listeners follow you and then some of them stay. And I think that's how I built up an audience. Yeah. And I've, I've been thoroughly surprised with the number of people in your group who have mentioned listening to me. I'm like, really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, but I, I've got a, uh, I'm at least known inside your group, which just blows my mind. <laughs> You have a couple of people with a crush on you, man. Which is really weird. <laughs> it, it, it's a weird thing. I, I know, and I'm sure, aspects, I'm sure you know so of, much about so many more people, and people will tell you things that... <laughs> <laughs> I know shit. I know the shit, man. But it's still, it's just a, that's an aspect of podcasting. Like, I'm relatively certain, relatively, not 100%, but I'm relatively certain that you did not go into podcasting so that a couple of enthusiastic listeners <laughs> okay <laughs> let's go with that would later ask me like how come adam doesn't share more selfies in your selfie threads on the weekends because i'm not especially good looking and i don't like taking selfies they disagree yeah okay, i know um, my uh, wife see? would disagree but i i also i think it, it has to do I'm I'm not really one of those people. I don't like taking pictures of myself in general. I never but, had. But I also, never had until I started my my group. Oh yeah, even. But on top of that, I'm usually working a lot, and um, for oddly enough, I'm <laughs> most of the time when like the the selfie thread pops up, I don't have my teeth in, <laughs> and like I look like as was it the one selfie I think I put on Instagram. Where it was one of those, like, I woke up this way and everybody just said I look like Jonathan Davis. Like, I hadn't shaved at all. My hair was just everywhere. And I didn't have my teeth in. And everybody said I look like Jonathan Davis. I'm like, yeah, it's bad, but I guess. I, I think I, if I take my glasses off, I can see that. <laughs> I didn't take it. But. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's the thing is that, like, I don't, I don't think anybody starts off podcasting Okay, that's not true. I know some true crime people some who did. Some people do. But. but for the most part, I don't think people, like the people that I'm friends with, did not start podcasting to be famous and did not start podcasting for groupies and that kind of thing. And that, But then as it starts to happen, because my group is like 85% female. And yeah. <laughs> so, the, and I'm not going to name the name right now, but you know who I'm talking about. There's at least a couple who just revel in having their groupies in there and and like i'm a, i'm fine with that like as long as everybody either keep it appropriate or take it off the board like i don't care <laughs> which you do there's some that kind of they do a little bit i don't know if they're they're trolling their groupies but they're they're 
they're, they're fishing a little bit. <laughs> and, you know, I feel like that's fun because that's one of the aspects of my group that, that makes it fun. And I just like, it, you know, you talk about one of those like side benefits of podcasting that I never, never looked for is that my group has become this super like supportive, but also open and snarky as fuck place. Yeah. And so there's a certain degree of sexual harassment that goes on in that group. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? As long as nobody is, like, the people who are going to get upset about it would get upset over anything, and I would rather them sort of get washed out by that. Yeah. But... The kind of people that would get upset about that probably wouldn't have joined your group in the first place. You'd be surprised. Like, I've, I've so I've kicked out four people out of 450. I've kicked out four people since I started the group. And for the most part, they each had a problem with the the tone, the content. So that was, see ya. Like, you're not in the right place, then off you go. Yeah. But but the moral is that, like, it's so heavily women, and it's women who tend to run a little bit anxious, tend to run not low self-esteem, but shaky self-esteem. And yeah. here is a time where the men who are in my group tend to be more insightful or introspective or just able to express emotion than I think their partners are because a lot of them are in very traditional masculine feminine relationship roles and so the idea that men come in my group and they'll say I'm having a bad day or here you know they'll post uh, uh you know a meme or a video or something that expresses emotion in some way and i think that there's a degree to which these women are like oh my god men do that that's amazing and then they have a crush so i mean like bask in it like that's all i can tell you yeah that makes me wonder what the reaction would be for (laughs) i don't even know where this is going well, as you are a member of my Patreon, you got my very, very emotional, I'm a little bitch mm-hmm. bonus episode. It makes me wonder what the reaction would be to the ladies, and especially my, apparently my groupies in, in your group, I who if they heard you. that, oh God. I dare you <laughs> to post that. Straight up, double dog dare you to post that. Jeez, oh, I know the, the everybody that supports me on Patreon are all we're all very close. Basically, you're all in that that t- very tight friend group of mine, and are all people that I could sit there and let out that much emotion and be that much of a little bitch, and and and, and let all of that out, and I'm be and I'm okay with you guys hearing that, but I that's actually where the it lives there because. I worry, I would actually, I'd like, I give a fuck about my image, but like, I don't know if I could let that out in the general public. And that is something about my group that I think many, many of the group members display a huge amount of courage by showing their vulnerability and by, by talking about whether it's a bad day that they're having or a relationship that's falling apart or Uh, all all kinds of shit like my group is just fascinating like totally inappropriate memes and stupid jokes and you know laughing about things but then there's also this this undercurrent of i think pretty much anybody in there knows that they can sit down on a given day and be like i need to say a thing 
you know, and, and it has to be okay. And it has become this very sort of safe space for all of the above, where all adults are react like it for the most part. And if you don't, that's when you're out, like, easy enough. But so, I would never post half the shit that I post in my group on Facebook proper. But I dare you to post that in my group. Maybe I'll just make it an audiogram. <laughs> I dare you. I dare you. Straight yeah, I up don't, dare. I don't even remember how long that was. Doesn't matter. But I remember that was a that was an emotional dump. Yep. Right there. I'm telling you, Adam. It would fit. <laughs> uh huh. Yes, it would. <laughs> but because I know you have life to get on with, I have life to get on with. One more time before we go, tell my listener, Paul. Where where we can find you? Okay, uh, several places. So, I my main show is called Ignorance Was Bliss. It is at IWB Podcast everywhere, all of the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook places, and people can totally join my Facebook group even if they don't listen to the show because it is just like I don't care, I don't check. So that's the thing. Uh, my next show is called Life World, all one word. And that's with Derek, and we talk about cyber crimes and sort of the interaction between the internet and the life world, right? The, the the rest of our actual physical lives. And I've been helping out Ian with a audio drama called Under the Shroud. I don't have anything invested in that except that it's the first long form audio drama I've ever listened to. So there you go. Thank you, Kate, for coming on and being awesome and dealing with my crap. Links, of course, to all of Kate's stuff and all the places you can reach her are going to be in the show notes at oddataoutpodcast.com. Of course, there you can subscribe to this show and connect with me on all the social medias at odddadout. While you're there, uh, buy a t-shirt or a coffee mug or something, whatever you feel like doing to support the show if you are so inclined. Don't forget to join the Facebook group. And until next time, oddballs, thank you and good night. <laughs>